witches, ghosts, and goblins, and all things that go bump in the night, you are inside. Spooky time with the Black Hearts Club now. Here are your hosts, Ashley and Derek. Hello, and welcome to another episode. I apologize for my voice. I am under the weather, but today on Spooky Time with the Black Hearts Club, we have a fun and exciting episode. We are going to discuss the spooky tale of Krampus and other folklore monsters of Christmas. That is right. And as you can see with my sweater here, I am in full holiday spirit with Krampus and his long, creepy tongue right here on my ugly holiday sweater. It says right here, beware the Krampus. And he will definitely be a big topic on today's podcast. And ironically yeah. enough, this was my Christmas gift from my co-host. So how ironic that I'm wearing it for this episode. Well, and the funny thing about Krampus is, if you want to consider it funny, is he was meant to scare kids, but now he has become so popular that kids actually embrace him and like Krampus. That's exactly right, because NECA makes a Krampus action figure, and I'm sure that some kids somewhere this Christmas will probably be unwrapping one of those action figures for their holiday. Well, I know that in my household, the movie has become a tradition that we watch. Because um, not only is it kind of a fun holiday movie, but it also, you know, is a little scary and, and kind of puts you in the mood. And, and it's like, yeah, you better be good. Otherwise, Krampus is going to come and get you. <laughs> Exactly right. And we're going to dive into that as this podcast progresses and tell you kind of what Krampus does if you make the naughty list and if you've been misbehaving all year long and what he's going to do to you. Yeah, well, and Krampus started out being a, you know, mythical figure in Europe, but he also dates back to like Roman times and it dates back to like the Middle Ages. Krampus has been around a very long time and his story has just been passed down from generation to generation. And now um, he is celebrated in those countries where he is said to come and visit the kids. As a matter of fact, on December 5th, it is recognized as Krampus Night and Krampus Day Mm -hmm. The festivities start during the day and they basically do like parades and everything where people actually dress up as Krampus just to scare kids, just to scare yeah. kids. Right. We don't do that in America yet. There may be a few parades that celebrate it in America, but it's mainly over in the European part of the uh, the country. And uh, it's it's really kind of messed up when you think about it, that there's adults walking around dressed up as a demonic Santa Claus, if you will holding a parade for that just to scare the hell out of kids. We recently went to a um, Christmas horror type uh, outdoor, like where they vendors were there selling horror Christmas gifts. And we encountered like five or six people dressed up as Krampus 
my son was excited to take his Christmas picture with Krampus. So he's not scared of Krampus at all, and he's seen the no. movie before, correct? He has seen the movie, yes. He enjoys the Krampus movie. So he's not worried about if he's going to be naughty or nice all year because he's not worried about Krampus and what he's going to do to him unless it really happened. And then he may have a change of heart on how he feels about Krampus. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he's he been quite naughty this year. So Krampus should have visited him on December 5th. Now, that's very interesting, too, because as we go into this, a lot of the folklore says that Krampus will visit on Krampus night, which is December 5th. But then some other stories that you read say that he comes on Christmas Eve. Right. You know, I don't know which, if you're a believer in Krampus, I don't know which night, if you're listening to this, you celebrate. Do you celebrate December 5th Krampus night? Or does he actually come on Christmas Eve, just like Santa Claus does? Either way, if he's visiting your house, it's not going to be for any good reasons. He's only visiting you because as we start this podcast, we're going to, tell you why Krampus visits and what exactly he does to the naughty kids. So the brief history of Krampus is that, as Ashley was mentioning earlier in this video, he dates back hundreds of years. He's pre-Christianity, according to some of the stories that we've read. And he basically stems from pagan rituals. He's basically a half-goat, half-demon even kind of like a man, if you will, kind of like his counterpart, St. Nicholas. He's the exact polar opposite, though, of St. Nicholas. So he's basically kind of like a demonic creature, obviously, with the horns and like the goat face and all that stuff. Kind of kind of like the devil, if you will. Where St. Nicholas is just basically a standard average man, like Santa well, Claus. Don't, don't forget his long forked tongue. How can I? It's right here. Exactly. Not, that they can, not that they can see this on the Spotify or the Pandora version, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see exactly what I'm showing right now. His now, long... for me, the horns don't scare me. It's that tongue that's scary. But look, they messed up on the sweater, though. It's not a forked tongue. It's just a standard, regular tongue. <laughs> but yeah, and he's supposed to have like the demonic red glowing eyes and the horns. And yeah, he's basically like a goat demon type guy kind of basically like what they insinuate the devil is supposed to look like so anyway kids go to bed on december 5th which is krampus night much like it is christmas eve here if they've been good they're going to be visited by saint nicholas which is basically santa claus here in the states so on the morning when they wake up on december 6th and they look underneath their christmas tree they're either going to be greeted with tons of gifts that were delivered by St. Nicholas himself, or they're going to wake up nursing their wounds because they have been either beaten, dragged to hell during the middle of the night by Krampus, and in some of the worst extreme cases, some people say that Krampus even takes a bite out of the kids and feasts on them on Krampus night. That's kind of creepy in itself. Imagine waking up with bite marks all over your body because Krampus was feasting on you the night before. That's terrifying. I think I'd just rather be dragged to hell and killed than waking up seeing that man had eaten on me the night before. That's like that's like right up there with Jeepers Creepers, one of the creepiest horror movies ever, knowing that somebody's just going to feast on your body and soul. While Krampus comes across as an evil creature, which he is, mm -hmm. his whole purpose basically is to kind of symbolize the balance between good and evil because... 
the main reason he appears is because the kids have been very naughty during the year. He's there basically to scare them and to punish them. So he's basically giving them a taste of their own medicine, if you will, and trying to say, hey, if you do really bad, screwed up shit, bad things are going to happen to you. So to a point, it's like almost what he's doing is trying to teach them a lesson in a very extreme way, if you will. But yeah, it says he's basically just the balance of what's right and what's wrong. And he tries to teach them that in right. very harsh ways. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a lot of different Christmas monsters throughout the different countries. And another one that's kind of like Krampus is Gryla and the Yule Lads. And they're from Iceland. And you have the Yule Lads with their mother, Gryla. They roam the countryside during the Christmas season. There's 13 Yule Lads in total. And what they do is they visit children in the nights leading up to Christmas. So like the 13 nights before Christmas, each Yule lad will visit. And what they do is they will steal sausages. sausages. And they, yes, and they will slam doors. But the one you have to be afraid of is Gryla. Because she, like Krampus, likes to strike fear into the hearts of the misbehaving children. And she will sometimes devour the naughty children. What is up with all these Christmas monsters wanting to eat kids? I don't know. I think it was like parents back in the day just trying to... To scare the hell out of their kids to make them be nice the rest of the year. Like... Yeah, exactly. But like for me, I don't think that would have scared me as a kid. I would have been like, okay, prove it. Have them come see me. And then your luck, it gets proven to you and you're you're devoured in the middle of the night. But I just, I never believed that type of stuff. I'm What a, was, what was her name again? Gryla? What was her name? Gryla. Yep. Gryla's listening to you right now. And she's like, I wish that Ashley, you had said this when you were younger. She's like, I would have visited your ass. You just. But I don't yeah. live in Iceland. She's like, I would have made a special trip for you just to come to the States to prove a point to you. I guess if I ever visit Iceland, I need to be careful of Gryla. Well, that's that's a point since you since you just said that. If you ever make a trip to Iceland, you need to be careful of her. While they punish bad kids, mm -hmm. even in some of the movies, they punish adults. Yeah, so, they do. They do. So do you think that if they are real, do you think they're just exclusively two kids or do they branch out and punish naughty adults? I, that's the thing with folklore is you don't really know. Um, obviously, everyone always talks about attacking kids. That's kind but, of fucked up, but. I mean, it really is. And that's where we've just said, you know, it's these parents trying to strike the fear of it or whatever into their kids saying, if you don't behave, Gryla's going to come get you. Another um, folklore monster that we can talk about is Bell's Nickel. And he comes from like the Dutch communities. And what he does is he's dressed in tattered clothing. 
and he carries a a switch. A he switch visits, is basically a, a stick that he beats people with. He visits homes to determine who's been naughty or nice. And if you've been good, you receive treats. But if you've been bad, then he's going to whoop your ass. With a switch. He's going to whoop you with a switch. I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with that term because in the South where I grew up, if you were bad, your parents would say, go outside and get a switch and I'm going to basically beat your ass with it. No, I've keep... never heard that term before, but that's because I'm on the West Coast and yeah. it was a belt. I would get a belt and beat you. It was not a switch. <laughs> yeah, around here, it was always a switch. We're going to go get a switch. Sometimes it was go fetch you a switch. Oh, my you would, goodness. You would literally have to go fetch your own switch. And, of course, you would try to find the the smallest stick because you don't want to be beat with a damn tree branch. So how many times did that happen to you? I never get beat with a switch, but I had many friends that got their ass tore up with a switch many times. I mean, I, I grew up in a time where in elementary school, if you got sent to the principal's office, you got beat with a wood paddle. Like back in the 80s and early 90s, believe it or not, folks, we lived in a time where strangers could beat your kids with a wood paddle. This really happened in America. Can you believe that? Jeez. So yeah, I guess it's not too far-fetched to think about tales like Krampus when stuff like this kind of happened in the public school system when you kind of analyze it, right? Yeah, exactly. But a lot of these that you're telling me about, I'm very familiar with Krampus, but the ones that you have mentioned, I have never heard of these before until today as we're talking about this podcast. Well, you know, it's it's really interesting when you look at folklore of these Christmas monsters, whatever you want to call them. They're like based in... There's like a Scandinavian one. There's a Welsh. There is a few from Iceland. There's uh, uh, one in Italy, but the one in Italy, she's actually decent. And oh, so there's a lot of them that are female. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, witches, of course. You know, it's always a witch. But we don't really have that here in America. I was just thinking that we have Santa Claus, and if you make the naughty list here, basically the saying is you get a lump of coal. Right. But it's like, so, okay, it's like that's here. really not going to scare kids. Oh, I'm going to get a lump of coal? Okay. Well, it depends on how bad you want the newest Nintendo. You know, if you want the newest Nintendo, you're going to try to be on your best behavior because you're not going to be like, I don't want to end up with a lump of coal. But the question is... And this is something I wonder. And you've got a young son. Kids nowadays grow up in a different time than when me and you did. Mm -hmm. They have phones, computers. Everything's readily available for them to research if curiosity gets to them. At what age do you think that kids kind of start digging into this themselves and think, oh, this is just a crock of shit? Oh, about Santa Claus? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not supposed to say that because if someone's listening to this by chance with their kids, I don't want to be the one to, to give the spoiler alert. So I think that it's not necessarily the phone. Most of the time, I think they get the information at school. But yes, if they are curious enough. Now, on my, my son's phone, I have disabled web searching, so he can't go on the internet that way yeah so and i'm 
I assume most parents are that way too because they want to monitor what their kid does. You would be surprised. Some some parents basically just hand the kid a phone and they're like, here, have at it, have fun. You stay out of my way and have fun. But my son is also really young and he's responsible. That's why I've given him a phone, but a lot of his friends don't have phones yet because they are young. Well, the big question is, have you had to break the news to your son yet? I I did because he's in the third grade and he still fully believed. And I had heard stories from some of my friends that their kids believed and they got made fun of at school. And because my son is kind of a sensitive kid. Right. I didn't want him to get made fun of, so my husband and I decided, okay, it's time. And he he took it better than I thought he would. Um, he was just like, what? So you guys are the ones who got me my proton pack? And we're like, yeah, sorry. That's why when you broke it, we were upset because Santa didn't pay for it. Mommy and Daddy did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Santa and his elves didn't make this in the North Pole. It came out of our paycheck. Exactly. And so, you know, and we, we do the elf on the shelf. And so we had to tell him to, yeah, we move him. But we still have kept that tradition. And we move it around and have fun with it. Which, you know, it's we really don't live in a time now where stores put price tags on stuff anymore like they used to. It used to, you would go to KB Toys, Toys R Us, Kmart, and they always had the little price tag sticker on the package of whatever you would buy. And if your parent was forgetful enough, then they kept the price tag on there and they put it under the tree and said that Santa left this for you. And I remember thinking this vividly because my dad came with a Nintendo Entertainment System. The Nintendo has a Kmart price tag on it for like $119. And he's telling me that Santa left this at his house. I'm thinking to myself the whole time, Santa shops at Kmart. You know what's funny about that is how I mentioned the Proton Pack. Well, we got the Proton Pack from Spirit Halloween, and Spirit Halloween logo was on the box. And so he was like, oh, so Santa got this from Spirit Halloween? We're like, yeah, of course. He just went into the store and took it. <laughs> Dead giveaway. In that case, I guess maybe you should just take it out of the package and make it look like, oh, Santa handmade this just for you. So here's a good question. If all this folklore is true and it's like, okay, kids get punished for being naughty, shouldn't parents be punished for basically allowing the kids to believe in a lie when parents almost from the date of birth teach their kids not to lie? So I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Now, how I've told you that we watched Krampus, I believe we watched Krampus for the first time in, my son was maybe three or four. I think he was four. And we told him, we're like, look, do you see Krampus? If you're not a good boy, he's going to come after you. Maybe it's four or five because then he kind of understood, you know. And yeah. so he kind of was afraid of Krampus, but now he's not. But you're right. And when I was doing my research about when's the right time to tell your child that Santa isn't real, a lot of parents that they no longer 
introduce Santa as a real person to their kids now. They say, yes, Santa is fictional. He does not bring you the presents. We do. So yeah. I think a lot of parents are kind of shying away from, you know, oh, Santa does this and this and this for you. Uh, and, you know, or, and they're just saying, look, Santa is just part of Christmas. He doesn't bring you the gifts. We do. Exactly. He's just part of, you know, something that makes it kind of a little bit more enjoyable. But mm -hmm. it is kind of a, a slap in the parent's face when a folklore mythical creature gets all the credit for the parents spending their hard-earned money. Yeah. Something. And it also gives kids, they don't know, you know, where the cap is on a spending budget because they think, oh, I was good. So if I want something that's five, $600, I was good all year. So Santa's got to bring it to me, right? And then if you get one of those years where it's been, you know, stuff that's like a sellout item that's impossible to get, like one year it was Hatchimals, one year it was Tickle Me Elmo, what happens if you can't get your hands on the year's hottest toy? And they're like, I was good all year, so I'm guaranteed this. But then they wake up on Christmas and instead of a Tickle Me Elmo, they get a, a Tickle Me, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse or something, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. So... My question for this is when they do their parades for Krampus night, Krampus day, do they have like the same type ceremonies that we have when we have our, you know, annual Christmas parades in just about every town or city in America? Does Krampus come riding out on a fire truck and does the school marching band, which would be kids, mind you, do they like play the lead in for Krampus to come riding in on the fire truck or... I think a lot of it is just a festival where, you know, there's food and they go and they celebrate Krampus. Yeah, I would I would love to see a um, a Krampus parade and, and see what that's like. Well, you know, when you talk about the food that they serve at the Krampus parade, you know what the main food they serve is, right? Little children. Deviled eggs. Are you trying to make a dad joke? Bad dad joke, but yeah, deviled eggs. I'm a, I'm a barrel of laughs. I want to ask you, but then again, since you've been a horror fiend most of your life, as a six-year-old boy, would Krampus scare you? Probably at six, yeah, he would scare me because I didn't really get into horror until I was like eight years old. So yeah, at five or six, it probably would have scared the hell out of me because that was the time frame where the hands were trying to reach and grab me from under the bed. So I probably would have convinced myself that, holy f it's Krampus. He's the one that's grabbing me under the bed because I've been a naughty bastard. So he's trying to drag me to hell or eat me. So yeah, he probably would at that age. It wasn't until eight years old that I was starting to realize that, okay, yeah, a lot of this stuff isn't really that scary. So that kind of wraps up our talk about Christmas folklore spooky legends right now and the main star again was friend here krampus i think i would have been visited by krampus you really think so yes were you that terrible as a kid i was a very bad kid i would break into buildings with my dad and i would go spray painting and i just yeah maybe that's why you're sick right now maybe krampus is like ah you're gonna be sick in time for my special episode, I'm going to make this special just for you, Ashley. But anyway, so let's switch gears here and change lanes and go into this week's horror news. Coming out of the Walking Dead universe, 
next fall 2024, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Survive, which is basically the show that's going to kind of intertwine all of this and bring it all finally to a close. Jadis, the one that was in charge of all the junkyard people and basically took Rick Grimes, is basically going to return with her role. So I'm assuming that this naturally is going to kind of wrap up the final storyline between her and Rick Grimes that's basically spanned almost back to five seasons now. And it's spanned throughout the course of now three Walking Dead shows, The Ones Who Survive. It started on the original series. And then it even kind of treaded on ground in Walking Dead, The World Beyond. So finally, I guess the Jadis and Rick Grimes story will finally come to an end. And I think you have some exciting Ghostbusters news as well, right? Yeah. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Ghostbusters is coming out with a new movie called Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. And they've just released the poster for it. And you can see, I see New York City overrun with ghosts. And for all of you hardcore, diehard Ghostbusters fans, I think the most exciting thing coming out of, you know, the rumors or whatever about this movie is Slimer is going to be in this movie. How exciting is that? Slimer is Ghostbusters, in my opinion. Who doesn't love Slimer? Slimer, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That is Ghostbusters, hands down. There's been plenty of other, you know, ghosts and antagonists throughout the history of the Ghostbuster films, but it doesn't get any better than Slimer and the State Puffed Marvel. Well, yeah, because the last movie, they tried to have a ghost that was similar to Slimer named Muncher. And, you know, he ate everything too, kind of like Slimer did. But... I, I mean, he was lovable, but not like Slimer. Well, how about the one that had Melissa McCarthy in it? They kind of tried to recreate the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. What was that guy's name? Rowan? Rowan, I think he was the main antagonist for that one. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But remember, uh, in that one, they had Slimer with his, like, girlfriend or wife. Yeah, yeah. Slimer, I remember as a kid, this is more, believe it or not, folks, but Back in the 80s, they had Slimer toothpaste. Slimer toothpaste, and it was just gooey green toothpaste that could not have been good for your teeth at all because it just tasted like pure sugar. Well, did you ever drink the, um, like, ecto-cooler? Yeah, let's touch base on that a minute. In 2017, with that Ghostbusters movie, High C, Mm -hmm. did a random reissue of the little juice cooler pouches of Ecto Cooler. And then even at the theater in select cities, not around here, of course, because I'm in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina, but I'm sure in your area, they had cans of Ecto Cooler if you went to watch it in the theaters that you could buy a can of Ecto Cooler. So it would be nice because Slimer actually had his face plastered on the cooler pouches back when we were kids. It would be nice to see the Ecto Cooler High Seas come back with Slimer's image on them for Ghostbusters Frozen. One more piece of horror news to brighten your holiday week. If you did not get a chance to watch Thanksgiving, even though it is still available in some select markets at movie theaters, but if you just want to stay home and watch it on TV during the holidays, it is available for purchase now on Amazon Prime Video. So... 
If you want to kick back and watch a 2023 spooky movie during your Christmas break, go for Thanksgiving because I know I probably definitely will be watching that this weekend. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I think we will definitely watch that. Well, we know that we're going to be sharing the same Christmas weekend movie viewing then. So that wraps up horror news for this week. Okay, so that wraps up our Christmas week edition of Spooky Time, the podcast. What are your opinions on Krampus and all of these other spooky folklore legends? Do you believe in them? Did you believe in them? Or is it all just a bunch of hocus pocus mumbo jumbo? You're watching this on YouTube. Sound off and leave it in the comments below. And please subscribe to the channel because we're going to do all kinds of fun podcasts and touch base on all things spooky coming up in the following year of 2024. We're just getting started here. We're not going to slow down going into the new year. And whatever app you stream podcast on, Pandora, Spotify, please follow us and add us to your playlist. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we hope that you have a very happy holiday season. And until next time, we'll see you on the dark side.